Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Roberto. And this is How We Netflix. Hello and welcome to How We Netflix, a podcast where whenever we kind of feel like doing a show, Whenever we feel like it. Whenever we <laughs> damn well please, we make this fucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> and we dive into the vastness of Netflix to review the strange and unusual in search of those few hidden gems. Our reviews do contain spoilers, so if you haven't watched the film yet, you may want to hit the pause button and do that now. I feel like by this point, our listeners, if they're dedicated enough, they just come to expect that our episodes are released so randomly that they're like, oh, all right. So now we have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By this time, it seems like it's almost a, like, um, like once a semester. Kind of yeah. <laughs> They're, like, special editions. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a nice surprise, though, right? Yeah. We're, like, the bonus track at the end of a, of a DVD <laughs> or a scene. Like, track number 16 yes. when there's only supposed to be 15 tracks. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's a tiny present. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so this week we are reviewing Paco Plaza's 2017 film, Veronica. So many of you have likely heard some kind of buzz about this movie since when it first came out, the Twittersphere exploded with people claiming it was the scariest movie they've ever seen. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. People went fucking nuts over this movie. I don't wow. know why, but they did. Okay. And certainly there that's a pretty subjective opinion about scariest movie. And we can't necessarily prove one way or another if that's true, but Veronica does capture a certain element of ghost stories and paranormal activity that is, at the very least, unsettling. Starring, oh god, I'm going to really fuck up these names, so I apologize. <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, so starring Sandra Escasana? Yes. You got it. Sure. Escasana. Claudia Placer? Placer? I would say placer. I know that's not how she would say that. Or if it's in Spain, placer. Placer. <laughs> I feel like such a dick when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruna Gonzalez and Ian Chavero? Chavero, yeah. Okay. Little and, Antonito. Oh, he was so cute. He was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically just the children that were named there. I didn't even bother with the adults because they're so yeah. secondary. It's not even important. That's true. Like, the main focus is on the four kids. Absolutely. Uh, so Veronica premiered at the Contemporary World Cinema section of the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival and then later was released to Netflix Excuse me, in 2018. Just going to burp throughout this. I hope you're ready. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Everybody loves it. It's just it's just we like to keep it real here. We don't like to pretend <laughs> that we're too fancy to not burp into a microphone. Speak for yourself, I'm fancy. <laughs> Receiving an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, fans of the horror genre tend to agree that Plaza brings a stylistic flair to a film based loosely on true events. And I do mean very loosely based. So the real story that inspired this film is a 1999 case in Madrid in which a young girl died after playing with a Ouija board during an eclipse. And that's pretty much where the truth ends. The actual girl whose name was Estevana, no, Estevania? Estefania? Yes. Gutierrez Lazario. Uh, and she died in a hospital after suffering months of unexplained seizures and hallucinations. Her family reported a haunting in their house after her death, which is where the actual police report that the movie is, quote, based on comes from. The police weren't involved in the case until almost a year after her death, and the report itself simply indicated that they saw a situation of mystery and rarity. In other words, they weren't able to fully explain the events that were occurring in the household. So no. for those of you that were hoping for something a little bit grittier or tangible, I'm sorry to say that this story doesn't offer much in that way. But... That doesn't change that some of the more interesting methods that Plaza chooses to tell his story are pretty damn exciting. Uh, from dream from dreamlike sequences that bleed into reality to the impressive cinematography, Veronica does keep viewers engaged throughout, even if at times it's a bit predictable. So as one reviewer put it, aided by some great child performances, plenty of stylistic chutzpah, and a strong sense of place, Plaza makes it work despite the project's overall lack of finesse. 
So our Netflix summary is, in 1991 Madrid, after holding a seance at school, a teen girl minding her young siblings at home suspects an evil force has entered their apartment. That's the longest summary ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's right. They, they captured every element. <laughs> they did, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, you don't remember people just going fucking crazy over this movie when it first popped up on Netflix? So, I know that there was a little bit of buzz because mm-hmm. I remember reading something on the internet, but I didn't realize that people were calling it like one of the scariest movie ever. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely overhyped in my opinion. But I do remember there was a couple of articles that popped up on like BuzzFeed and I don't know, similar styles of internet reporting where people just seem to be enthralled by this movie. And I remember watching the um, the preview for it and thinking, "Really, this is uh, this is the scariest thing you've ever seen? Maybe you guys should watch a little more horror movies." Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, so before we jump into everything, Roberto, what is your favorite movie about possession or ghost haunting? Uh, so I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to pick two. Okay. And the reason I'm going to do it is because uh, I would have to say that the all-time favorite, and this is kind of a cliche, would be The Exorcist, just because I feel like it's a movie to this day I really can't see by myself, Mm -hmm. and it's just fucking scary. Excellent, because I also put that down. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I also chose a second one because I was like, this is kind of a (laughs) cop-out. Yeah. (laughs) So well done. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's a really well-made movie. It's scary. I mean, and especially if you grew up Catholic or Christian or whatever, that just makes it that much scarier. Yes. Um, But, you know, you can't really compete with something like that. Like, that's a really kind of uh, untouchable movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second one I picked was, you know, I feel like lately, especially like from the 2000s now, we've had a lot of uh, these kind of quote, possession movies. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to say that my favorite one that's come out is Insidious. Have you seen that? I have not because I'm a big old scaredy cat. <laughs> okay. So Insidious is, I feel like it's kind of a polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's people who either love it or hate it. But first of all, it's one of the first, one of the only movie that's ever made my heart completely stop Ooh. at some scenes. Um, and then one of the very interesting concepts of it is it's not, it doesn't start out as a possession movie. It starts out as a haunted house movie. Hmm. But then kind of twists it, kind of, the movie kind of twists it a little bit in the sense that it describes that the, the parents think that the house is haunted, but it ends up being that their son is haunted. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he has, like, it doesn't deal with possession per se, but it deals with, like, this demon or spirit latching itself onto this kid. Huh. All yeah, right. I would definitely recommend it. Like the sequels, I I might stay away from them because they're not. not I wouldn't so say they're really good, yeah. but the first one especially is, I think, a very effective horror movie. Okay, yeah. I I'll do my best, but I'm such a scaredy cat when it comes to these types of movies. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like the fact that I made it through this movie is a testament to the fact that I was really dedicated to the cause. <laughs> So, yeah, I also chose The Exorcist as my first choice. It's hard to compete with a classic. I feel like it set the tone for these ty- like this style of movie. And, God, anytime you start talking about kids and possession and demonic activity and ghost things, with especially with children, it just ugh, gets really freaky really fast for me. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, that, that should definitely be on the top of everybody's list. And if you're yeah. not, get the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing with The Exorcist, I feel like, is that it's it's super gritty, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they could get away with making a movie like that today. Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing that is really striking about that movie is that it doesn't feel resolved at the end. You know, like, there's not really a happy ending for anybody involved. No. And uh, even, like, the real-world shit that was happening on set and to the actors that participated in in that movie just makes the entire experience that much creepier. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I, I don't know that a lot of modern horror movies, especially when they deal with, like, paranormal or ghost activities, uh, reach that sort of level of grittiness. I think you're very yeah. right about that. 
But my second choice was, and again, I don't watch a lot of these movies because, <laughs> for the very fact that they do freak me out pretty easily. Uh, but I did choose Paranormal Activity, which I know at this point is super cliche and a lot of people have like horrible things to say about that movie. But God damn it, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I think that's an excellent choice. And that was actually, that probably would have been my third choice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because that movie like... To this day, scares the crap out oh of me. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. and it, I think the thing that freaks me out the most about that movie, I mean, certainly all the demonic stuff that happens and the way that they do some mm-hmm. of the special effects is really, really well done. Yeah. But it really fucked with my sense of safety because in every horror movie, the like basic rules are don't go anywhere alone. And mm-hmm. as long as you're with somebody, especially somebody that like you trust and loves you and all those kinds of things, then you're totally safe. And this movie yeah. was like, fuck a bunch of that. <laughs> like the person that you care about the most is the exact problem. And I was like, yeah. God damn yeah. it. I was so unsettled. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just hearing you talk. <laughs> it's, ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Like I had <laughs> nightmares for weeks after that yeah. movie. <laughs> Oh my god! Ugh. And you know it's like the the I think the scariest part of that movie is like not even the in your face stuff. Like you know, like at the end when yeah. the whole full possession happens and everything. Like that stuff doesn't scare me. To me, it's like the subtle things, like just them in bed and then like a light turning on, yes. or you hear footsteps coming up the stairs. This is like this, this thing is just kind of like just screwing around and playing around with them, yeah, and, and not doing anything. And it's like yeah. you know, like being in bed and then all of a sudden, like if my parents or something turned on a light outside, I'd be like. well and especially because there were things that happened where it's like it's not doing this because it knows that you're watching like it's just doing it to fuck with things in general and that really freaked me out too because i feel like a lot of horror movies things happen to like fuck with the main character and there were a lot of things that happened in that film where it's like it didn't give a shit if anybody was paying attention it was just gonna do the things it wanted to do yeah. Ugh, yeah. So, ooh, blah, blah. yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I've never been so afraid of a light switch. Oh my god! Just lights turning on in general. After that, I was like, yep. oh, "Who's there?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I also there was one time I was sitting, I like fell asleep on the couch. I was watching TV with my mom in the room. I fell asleep on the couch, and I felt like somebody was dragging me off the couch. Like, it definitely felt like that sort oh, of no. scene where she gets pulled, yanked out of bed by her foot. And yeah. I could not will myself to wake up. I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. I'm going to die. <laughs> like, it was so fucking terrible. <laughs> Just do bicycle kicks. That'll, that'll oh. ward it off. Oh, my God. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> and I still, every now and then, have dreams like that where, like, I get shut into a room or, like, I get pulled away from something. Like, it just, ugh. I don't like oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, that happened, like, the other night I was in bed, and um, I had a dream that I was in my house, and I was walking down the stairs in the dark, and I tripped over someone who was sitting on my stairs. (laughs) And I I literally just woke up screaming. Oh, my God, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it, Roberto. No, (laughs) no. And it's so funny. I can handle a lot of the horror genre, especially when it's like a monster movie or um, even if it's like a serial killer, like something tangible. If it's a it's a physical threat, I don't mind. But God, for some reason, when it gets into that like ghost and paranormal shit, I just. Oh, yeah. You just lose all control right over the situation. Well, and like that's complete feeling of helplessness that there's no way for you to really fight back. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Because guess what? They ain't like Hasper. No. (laughs) And I can't (laughs) throw punch a mater. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) I mean, that pretty much is our method of self-defense, right? (laughs) It's all I've got. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. That's, uh, That's where I am with that. Let's dive into Veronica. To flash back to the 90s and look at Veronica. Let me put out my my cassette player. (laughs) That's right. I was trying to remember if I was doing anything significant in 91, and I was four years old, so chances are probably not. (laughs) Same here. I was still (laughs) pooping in diapers. (laughs) All right. So we, uh, we get our opening sequence with the phone call to the police. And 
basically getting that there's a 402 in progress, which I'm assuming is like a breaking and entering code. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I meant to look it up, didn't, because I'm lazy. <laughs> but judging by the situation, I would I would say it's that. Yeah. Uh, but we do get the, I guess, title cards that say that this is based on the true police report. Yeah. Sure. Loosely. Very loosely yeah. based. Yeah. Um, I also, because, obviously, because this is in Spanish, had subtitles. And yes. I really enjoyed the fact that it, my subtitles indicated, they, like, so in the corner, the film does, like, date, time, you know, all that kind mm-hmm. of, like, little stamps. I got subtitles for the date and time. Like, I couldn't figure that shit out. <laughs> I'm like, it's the same number. I think I know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> The second parenthesis, Spanish 423. (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. It's like like those memes that they have, like the, like with the, like Hispanic soap operas, and it says, like, cries in Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like, I, yeah, it says 1 a.m. I I didn't need you to translate that to 1 a.m. again. Good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Netflix. And your subtitle experts. You guys yeah. are the best. Thanks for translating numbers for Oh us. my goodness. So dumb. <laughs> so we get a flash to three days prior. So question before we move on. Like, how do you feel about the opening sequence starting with the phone call and the police, you know, seeing something and they don't show what it is? So I actually thought that that was pretty effective. Okay. Um, and I know, like, especially at this point, I feel like there's probably, it's probably a little tired. Like, there's a lot of movies that do similar concepts, but I don't know. I always enjoy kind of a Tarantino effect of, like, this is where we're headed, but let's figure out how the fuck we got here. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Because, I mean, I completely agree with that. Like, on one side, I'm, I think that it's effective in a sense that I'm like, ooh, you know, what's, I wonder what's going on in it kind of grabs a viewer into, you know, sitting down wanting to know more. Mm-hmm. But I also agree with the fact that, like, oh, my God, it's been done before. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that I was most intrigued about was the fact that we only got to see the detectives' reactions to whatever it is they saw. So I was yes. really I was really interested in figuring out what whatever that scene was that was unfolding before them. Yeah. Especially as we true. started getting closer and closer. I, I was just creating, like worse and worse possibilities of what they could have witnessed. Like, oh my god, maybe she's eating her brother. Or, oh my god, maybe the brother stabbed her in the eye. Like, just that's, ridiculous shit. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I hadn't thought about that, but yes. So I, I did like that aspect of it. Okay, so we flash to three days prior, and we get Veronica, who's taking care of her three younger siblings, obviously having to do a lot more than any teenager really should at this point in their life. And I immediately was like, where the fuck are her parents? Like, what the shit is going Because it took a long time, I felt like, to really establish where her mom was, what happened to her dad. Yeah. I mean, I think you spent like, for like maybe the first 30 minutes of the movie before they even introduced the mom, right? It does feel like it. Yeah. Because like towards the beginning, they show her like asleep in bed. So you kind of have the assumption that, you know, these kids are just here trying to take care of themselves. And she has pretty much no involvement in their lives. Right. Yeah, I was like, so her mom's just, like, a deadbeat mom? Like, what the fuck? And I I mean, I guess you could kind of work out pretty easily that her dad had died, you know, especially since she got all mopey about the picture she found. Yeah. But I also could have just as easily been like, oh, maybe he just walked out on them like a douchebag, you know? Yeah, yeah. and maybe she's just looking at that plate of food, which looked pretty good. And she was jealous because she's like, I haven't eaten breakfast yet, goddammit. (laughs) I'm taking care of these three kids. (laughs) These three assholes I didn't give birth to. Three little dicks that I didn't even want to sign up for. I had no choice. (laughs) So she gets them all ready and they walk out to school. And then we get this very, I would say, 90s kind of music. It reminded me a lot of Donnie Darko. It did. With like the slow-mo and like the, I don't know, stage setting based on the lyrics of the song. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Spain, early 90s, they're still... They might be a few years behind us, so they're still kind of stuck in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, they're just starting to get that angst on. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did go back and walk, walk and write down all of the lyrics for that portion. And I'm sure that because it's translated into English that it doesn't sound quite as poetic. 
but there's a lot of stuff here where I was like, I don't, this is just like a, a random amalgam of thoughts. Like, there's no real story to what's going on here. It's a very flightless for an American mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little less imaginative than flightless yeah. bird american mouth which listeners if you have not read those lyrics holy shit you need to go look wow. those up man i never knew that a fat cat next to a fence could be such a <laughs> powerful metaphor <laughs> oh, i love it i love it something like that so for this one i'll just i'll read a couple of lines because it's it doesn't take that long but um so it starts out i heard it was night it's all magic and a spirit invited you to dream I know that lately I've barely stopped. I feel like I'm rambling. And I would tend to agree with that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are kind of rambling. None of this <laughs> makes any fucking sense. It's like, thanks for the exposition song. Yeah. It's like, cool. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah. It did have a catchy beat. It did. It absolutely did. That. But yeah. now I can only think of that song from Donnie Darko and just try and imagine these lyrics in Spanish to that music and yes. it's not this i know it's not the same but in my mind it now is okay it also doesn't help that they're wearing like you know the school uniforms uh-huh. and they're on their way to school yep 100 yeah. percent. so yes this little brother is absolutely adorable i like that he promises that he's not gonna wet the bed again yeah he's so cute <laughs> he is so cute and he's I was so tiny like, yeah and, and what is little glasses his tiny little glasses yeah <laughs> oh i loved it uh, so everybody's getting ready for the big eclipse that's going to happen. And I thought that the class discussion was really strange that they go into sort of the, the historical mythos of an eclipse. So yeah. they talk about how the sky is reflective of what's happening on Earth. And this is a time when darkness takes over the light. So it's a prime, like, sacrificial time. Which, obviously, tons of foreshadowing. That's not surprising at all. You don't have to be a fucking genius to catch on to any of that shit. I mean, yeah, they're basically, yeah. like, they may as well have even subtitled foreshadow. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, a ghost is gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I was expecting the nun at the end to be like, so, in summary, some shit's about to go down. Right. <laughs> so I really wanted her to turn and be like, Veronica, I'm talking about you. You. (laughs) (laughs) Pay the fuck attention. (laughs) And then she just breaks the fourth wall. (laughs) Did you get it? Did you get it? Uh, So the class goes outside to watch the eclipse happen. And Veronica and her friend, who I've called Poodle Hair because I didn't even bother (laughs) with names. Rosa. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with poodle hair, though. I mean, I feel like I can say it because I also would have poodle hair. Like, my hair is very, very much in line with how Rosa's is, where it's just, there's a lot there. It's very voluminous. You don't know what to do. Yeah. I think you're just secretly jealous because later she crimps her hair and it's you wish you could bring it back. Ugh, the crimp. <laughs> I Man, I rocked a crimp when I was in high school. I'm not even oh, going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like so much work. It was. It was a lot of unnecessary work. And it really didn't even look that good. But I was committed to it. <laughs> I always felt it make they made women look like um like Blanca from Street Fighter. <laughs> yes. Especially in the movie. I don't know if you've seen the live action movie. But I have not. <laughs> he was rocking some crimped hair. Uh it's so bad. It's uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know why that was a fashion style. Yeah. It was though. I can't pretend like it wasn't a big part of my style. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so terrible. So yeah, so they decide to sneak away and they meet up with I basically called this other person DJ Tanner because her bangs reminded me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> Oh my god, her hair is... Oh my god, she's still DJ Tanner. <laughs> Spanish DJ Tanner. She 100% is. Yeah, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> oh, so they're gonna do a seance with a Ouija board. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for that. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> You can never look at that actress the same way now. <laughs> no, no. I can't watch this movie again. <laughs> like, as soon as she came on the scene, I'm like, holy shit, when did DJ come? <laughs> yeah. 
It's the bangs. It 100% is the bangs. And it's the big, like, super loopy bangs that, like, stick out a good three inches from her forehead. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I I didn't ever do that style, but God, that was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Such a bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So they're going to do the seance with a Ouija board. They invited DJ because her boyfriend died in some motorcycle accident recently. And I, I, so here's where I'm a little confused. They make it sound like they're going to try to contact the dead boyfriend, but Veronica is obviously under the impression that they're going to try and contact her dad. Yeah. So I don't understand why Poodle Hair felt like DJ Tanner needed to be there at all. Well, yeah, that's, uh, so that's one of the things. They have a quick argument about that because the whole intent with them doing it was to contact Veronica's father. Right. And then, um, she kind of mentioned it to, to DJ and DJ kind of invited <laughs> herself and she was pissed off because she was like, this is supposed to be about me. And she's like, well, deal with it. Yeah. Her friends yeah. suck. Yeah, they do. Poodle I, hair was, uh, she was a total bitch. She gets so worse by the end of this movie. I just was like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. You're the worst. Like, I hope you get haunted. And I hope it, hur- and I hope it hurts. I hope it hurts. Um, <laughs> if I were Veronica, I'd haunt the shit out of that bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like whenever she tries to crimp her hair, her hair will fall <laughs> off. And just make it extra humid around her all the time so her hair is enormous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would be such a petty ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Oh, you look bad in direct sunlight? Take all the sunlight! I love it. You just add a lot of humidity to room, and it's like, ha, big hair, let's see you go through that door now. (laughs) Yep, yep, definitely. It's just just like a whole bunch of, like, just creating a lot of minor inconveniences (laughs) to people. (laughs) Right? People are like, I'm just slightly annoyed all the time, and I don't know why. I'll be like, ha, 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 I've succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is what I look forward to when I die, Roberto. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if, it, if, it's, if it's that fun, I I look forward to it, too. <laughs> there are a few people I'd like to inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't, like, dislike someone enough to be an outright asshole to them, but I definitely have some people where I'm like, yeah, I could fuck up your life a little bit. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to watch Veronica? I'm in a... Make it so you can't see the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Or I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do that thing where the audio gets out of sync with the picture. So. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. You're like, god damn it! I yeah. can still watch it, but it's just really inconvenient and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Let's do. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So they go to do this seance and. They talked about how you needed to have a personal item. So Veronica brought a picture of her dad. And then they get into this whole discussion about how that's not really a personal item to the person they want to contact. That was just sort of a memento you have of that person. Yeah. Which I I guess could be true, right? I mean, if it's a selfie, maybe it's a personal. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't really a thing back in the 90s. No, Um, it's not. So I I, I could kind of see it. And maybe that... You know, it could very well be that that's one of the reasons why yeah. whatever happened in this movie happened, right? Like, it was supposed to be a personal item, but, you know, it kind of was, it kind of wasn't. Yeah, and I I mean, I do think that's a fair point of, like, a picture of somebody is personal to you. Yeah. But that's not a personal item of the of the person in the picture. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I totally was like, oh, okay, so this is why it gets fucked up is because they didn't choose a personal item. They just chose this basically snapshot of a time yeah it's almost like opening the door but then just being like who wants to come in (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much yeah so they do their seance the eclipse happens and are we supposed to believe that the spirit they're contacting is the sun um i don't know because they focus like i mean the picture on the ouija board is a sun yeah I don't know. I, I I was very confused about what that was supposed to mean in terms of in terms of the imagery, but I, I don't know. I didn't think of the the uh, spirit or demon or whatever being the sun. I mean, um, I, I don't feel like it fits for anything else that happens. Yeah, it just seemed like such a weird, like so. The Ouija board, I assume, has a sun and a moon. 
I feel like it would have made a lot more sense for it to highlight over the moon, since that's supposed to yeah. be the darkness taking over, but... Uh, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just wanted to burn their fingers and screw <laughs> with them. You know, this You know, this ghost also wants to just minor... Create minor inconveniences <laughs> of people. This ghost <laughs> is my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, y'all, I'm gonna burn your fingers. <laughs> Ooh, watch out, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Uh... <laughs> Might want to rip some alcohol. <laughs> you might get an infection. It's not deadly, it's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that should be like our motto as goes. Not deadly, just annoying. I love it. Yeah, so the their little glass breaks. Veronica's uh, finger starts to bleed on the board. Which, again, this whole blood sacrifice concept. She does not seem at all concerned Throughout any of this. Like, even at the very beginning when things are starting to get a little weird, she's just kind of sitting there like, oh, yeah, I guess that's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. She, she takes it in really well. I yeah, I mean, maybe she's just kind of like, eh, I've seen weirder shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which at 15, if you have, you've seen some stuff. She's been through a lot, Roberto. We just yeah. don't even know. <laughs> so, yeah. So then the, the board splits in half. And Veronica is sort of in this weird trance is saying something that we don't get to find out until much later and then screams with this like mouth that is just way too big. Yeah. She, she just unhinges. She absolutely, she like full on aerosmiths her mouth. I'm like, yeah. that is not a natural <laughs> size of a human's mouth. <laughs> I really felt they CGI'd it. I, I mean, I don't know if they did. They did a really good job. Yeah. I mean, and if she, if she, if they didn't, man, she she should have played Pennywise in it because... <laughs> yeah, girl can unhinge. I'm impressed. She can unhinge. <laughs> so yeah, so she wakes up in the nurse's office and the nurse is like, oh, it's probably just some iron deficiency of low blood sugar. Yeah. It's fine. But this nurse was also really insistent on making it be diabetes. Like, I don't know if she <laughs> worked for Wilford Brimley or something, Maybe. but she wanted it to be diabetes. She definitely did. Yeah, she was just like, do you have any, like, is your grandmother's cousin, do they have diabetes? It's just like, no. But do your dog, does your dog have diabetes? No, I don't have a, I don't have a dog. Are you sure? Are you yeah. sure, though? I, I think she was just trained in the art of diabetes. Maybe. So that's all she knew. I mean, it seems possible. <laughs> so we also uh, later, I guess right after that scene, when Veronica's kind of walking home, we get introduced to Sister Death. Who is the blind nun. Who is scary as fuck. She's super creepy. And yet she's also yeah. the most helpful character in this whole fucking movie. True. That's true. And she she has a beautiful metaphor about French toast. She sure as hell does. I wanted French <laughs> toast after she was done talking about it. Same <laughs> I also, I was kind of expecting her to have one of those like creepy old lady voices, you know? Yeah. But she was, she was pretty chill. Like... Kind she of was. soothing throughout everything. I was just like, can we yeah. hang out with Sister Death all the time? She seems nice. Yeah. I mean, and she'll offer some kids some cigarettes, so you know she's cool. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So we learn that the mom is a waitress. I, I'm i not super clear if mom is also a bartender somewhere else. Yeah, she works two jobs. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was not entirely sure about that, but... I figured that yeah. that was the case. She needs the money because to afford the largest apartment in the history of the world. Their apartment <laughs> was huge. It was a gigantic apartment. She's yeah. also got four fucking kids, so that yeah. that wears on you. It's like who could afford a four bedroom apartment in the city? Oh my goodness, <laughs> making bank. Yeah. So they get home. The kids get home, and Veronica tries to put the board away, um, which is, I guess, in her backpack the whole time. But she puts it up on the shelf. Yeah. It keeps, like, jumping off the shelf, trying to just commit suicide on its own, I guess. <laughs> and so eventually she just sort of puts it under the bed as kind of her solution. Goes to try and eat dinner with with the three other kids. And gets, like, super weird and shaky. I had no idea what was going on in that scene, but it was just, like, really fucked up. Yeah, like, 
she was doing all the shaking. Like, she did not want to eat that meatball. She really didn't want to eat that damn meatball. And, and it was giving me flashbacks of the movie Raw and PTSD. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when she actually gets into her mouth and it just starts, like, drooling out. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I will take pocket burgers over this any day. <laughs> pocket burgers. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a thing now, Megan. Deal with it. <laughs> Oh, man. So her sister spills some milk and that, like, touches her foot and seems to cure her? Yeah, that was weird. So I really thought that milk was going to be a bigger part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe this ghost is lactose intolerant. <laughs> or vegan. Or Yeah, I mean, it just really yeah. doesn't like milk. <laughs> it didn't want to eat a meatball and it didn't want to be near milk. <laughs> I legit was like, okay, so she's just going to have to chug milk to get rid of this demon. All right, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I was totally expecting the ghost to have, like, glasses and a scarf when it's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And an ironic beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I only shop locally. <laughs> I prefer organic. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I want my free range kosher organic no, water no gmo water please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god what is that uh, raw water bullshit that was going on for a while raw water yeah this was like a thing this what guy is it, like rainwater i don't fucking know this guy was advertising raw water i was like what what <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> as opposed to the cooked water i eat i mean as opposed to the water that's been like filtered because i <laughs> kind of prefer that yeah i'd rather not drink amoebas than I, mean, I think it's important but whatever that's cool man we could just start whittling away the population by stupidity that works for oh, me too oh my god Ugh. anyway so veronica gets these weird marks on her shoulder that we never really address again. Like, she just progressively gets more marks on her body. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in that. I kind of struggled a little bit with that um, regarding the movie, is the fact that there is a lot of stuff, like, just things that happen. Like, scenes, stuff mm -hmm. happens, but then it's never really addressed later on. Yeah, and, like, nobody reacts to it. Like, her mother yeah. never mentions the fact that she's covered in these bruises. None of the other kids seem bothered by it. Like, it just is so strange. Yeah. So that night, she's giving her brother a bath, and she hears this loud, uh, loud crash in her room, and there's a bunch of flickering lights going on. The door closes her into her room, and her brother gets kind of locked in the bathroom. So when she finally reaches him, she finds that he's sitting in this, like, crazy hot tub of water that's, like, scalding his skin. Poor kid. Oh, I was so sad. <laughs> So then later that night, she's doing some dishes, all the kids are in bed, and the TV turns itself on, and it's that fucking commercial for <laughs> hairspray. <laughs> well, let's start by saying first that the little boy in the tub was singing the jingle. True, and he didn't really know the whole jingle, he just knew yeah. parts of it, which is like me with every song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's the catchiest song in the whole world. It is really fucking catchy. Yeah. And- I'm like, gives a lot of credit to Hairspray. <laughs> it does, yeah. I think the whole moral of this movie is that Hairspray is, is some powerful stuff. I mean, it, it gives you so many hours back in your day. You can spend time with your family. It's, yeah. It's life -altering. You feel better about yourself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she goes to turn the TV off. We get a reflection of someone behind her in the house, which was pretty creepy. That was kind of creepy. Did yeah. not like that. <laughs> that was the first moment I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know I can do it. <laughs> so Veronica goes to bed, but before she does that, she decides to put the board, the Ouija board in her closet instead of keeping it under her bed. I don't really know why she makes that decision. Yeah, it's like, let's put it from creepy place to creepier place. Right? Like, yeah. you know, you could throw it out a window. That'd be acceptable, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she puts headphones on to listen to music while falling asleep. And the music, the lyrics for this song are also creepy as shit. It's like... Are they? It's something along the lines of, like, uh, get out of this room and escape into outer space or something. But it just repeats, like, get out of this room like, several times. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, get out of the room! Yeah. 
listen to what the music <laughs> is telling you. <laughs> but she's just like, oh, I'm tired. She's like, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> yeah. I think she's related to the people from Beyond the Gates. And oh it's like when God. weird stuff happens, just go to just sleep. Just go to sleep. It fixes everything. <laughs> oh my god so i actually i used to listen to music when i was falling asleep um yeah. when i was in like high school or something and it was just a like an easy way to kind of relax and zone out a little bit but there was one time i was listening to a newfound glory cd and they had one of those secret tracks at the end mm-hmm. and i didn't know this but i woke up right at the end and it started playing this secret track which was somebody whispering into the microphone someone's in your house and oh no I was like, <laughs> Like, I was so creeped out. I ran out of my room. <laughs> Mind you, I'm like 16 years old. I run into my parents' room and I'm like, Mom! <laughs> it was so bad. It was so oh my God, bad. What, what perfect timing for that. Oh my God. It's awful. It was absolutely awful. Ugh. So, you oh know, God. maybe not always the best plan. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to listen to the song. Oh, God. The, yeah, the song was really strange, but it was something something along the lines of, like, get out of this room and into outer space, and then it counts backwards. Mm. And when it hits, I guess when it gets to zero, it cuts seams. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, it cuts scenes. She wakes up from a thump in her closet. And yes. that fucking door opens all by itself and it's got the mirror that shows her is still in bed. I, I'm sorry. Mirrors at night are like the creepiest fucking thing to me. Yeah. I don't know why, but and I always expect the soon, worst. As soon as the door was like slowly opening, you're like, oh my God, something's going to be behind her. Something's going to be behind I her. I know. I was yeah. like, oh God, oh God, oh God, yeah. oh God. Yeah. So this whole <laughs> scene, I think, is shot really effectively. Yes. Like, I think this is probably the creepiest scene in the whole movie. Oh, my God. So the kids are hiding in the closet. She turns around and finds, like, a ghost version of her dad just slowly walking towards her. Oh, my God. And whispering her name. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It was so creepy. Yeah. (laughs) I would have peed myself if that happened. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, God, just take me now. Just fucking kill me. I'm out. I can't do this. (laughs) I don't want to do this. (laughs) Ugh. And it just, yeah, he just keeps whispering her name over and over again. Ugh. Uh, no, I don't like it. I don't like no. it. <laughs> and then she gets pulled down to her bed by a bunch of these, like, demon black hands um, that just trap her there. And yeah. there's another one. Does one start choking her at some point in this Yes. Scene? Okay. In, in that part, yeah. There yeah. are a few that start <laughs> grabbing her and then one starts choking her. Yeah. And then she wakes up in this, like, cold sweat and she's late. For the morning, and they have to rush to school. And this is where Poodle Hair is starting to be a real dick of a friend. Ugh. And it's just, like, completely ignoring her for reasons that don't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're creeped out by her, but, you know, she's your friend. Right. You should probably either tell her something, you know, tell her something weird happened. Yeah. Because she probably doesn't remember what happened at the end, right? Like, no. when she started Aerosmith screaming. <laughs> 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 I believe that was the noise she made. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I get it. Like, you're scared. Totally makes sense. But. Don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking dick. Especially yeah. knowing what she knows. Like. Yep. What the shit, man? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Veronica excuses herself from class and decides to go to, like, the creepiest fucking storage room in existence. Yes, it is. What the hell? I don't like. I don't even know why this room exists in a school, but yeah. it does. <laughs> so she's just hanging out there. I don't know why. Like, it's never really clear to me what she's looking for in there. Isn't that where they did the seance? Oh, is it? For some reason, I was thinking they were down in like a sewer. No, it, it, it's it's that same room. Oh, but okay. It's still a good question. Why would you go back down down there by yeah, yourself? What the fuck? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Like, a bajillion times no. (laughs) Uh, So she finds Sister Death down there. And I like that Sister Death basically tries to exercise her. Pretty much. (laughs) With her smoky cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) To no avail, but she tried. I mean, she's the only one that's tried to help this girl at this point. Yeah. 
So Veronica later tries to confront Poodle Hair and DJ Tanner about why they're being dicks with really no success. No. But she does find out that they're going to have a party at Poodle Hair's house later, which she was not invited to. Mm. They just don't like her hair. I I mean, of all of them, she's the only one that looks normal. <laughs> true, true. They're just But jealous. I guess... She could have used more hairspray, so... That's true. That's true. There you go. She should have listened to that commercial and bought more hairspray. Yep. Maybe she'd still have friends. It would have given her more time to enjoy, right? (laughs) (laughs) So she tries to protect her siblings by um, getting some symbols out of these occult books. I don't even know where (laughs) the fuck she found these, but she just suddenly has them. They just look like occult versions of, like, Mad Magazine. Yeah, and it was, like, occult encyclopedia. I'm like, I don't think that's a thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) And their neighbor shows up at one point to complain about, the like, her overhead lamps shaking and the black stain coming through the ceiling and thinks it's, like, the kids fucking around above her. And these black stains will uh, start to become a bigger deal within the apartment as well. Yeah. Which is like, you need some bleach. Yeah, I mean, just start bleaching that. I mean, I'm sorry. If I found a bunch of black stuff under my mattress, I would assume it's black mold. And I would be very concerned. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. They just had a black mold infestation and they all went crazy. (laughs) I mean, that wouldn't have been a terrible movie. I would watch that. So later that night, Veronica hears voices on the walkie-talkie. She thinks that it's her sisters dicking around, but her sisters are asleep. But she can see from the kitchen into their into her sister's room that there's some, like, shadowy figure thing that's gotten mm. in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That freaked me out so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not yeah. the sisters. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's the thing, like, one of the things that this movie does really well is that you really care about these kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it could be, you know, very well the fact that there are really no adults around, so there's, like, this very strong sense of vulnerability because it's these kids kind of fending for themselves and, you know, dealing with all these weird situations, and they're likable kids. Yeah, Like, they they like each other, they get along, Mm -hmm. um... Which, you know, there's usually, like, that one sibling who's a total dick, but, you know, <laughs> it's like, I like these kids. I don't want anything to happen to them. Yeah. I think you're totally right. The fact that it's it's a bunch of kids having to deal with this really fucking terrible situation without any adults helping them at all. Yeah. Um, It definitely makes you feel for them. Yeah. And I also enjoy the fact that, you know, it's kids, and I know they have a vivid imagination, but, like, when Veronica points out to her siblings that there's, like, a ghost in the house, Mm -hmm. they don't really question it, right? Like, they're not, they're just like, oh, shit, like, if she says that's true, it it must be true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really like that her siblings are 100% with her the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, so this shadowy figure burns the symbols that Veronica had tried to use to protect them. And then starts choking one of the sisters. Uh, Veronica's kind of magically able to stop that (laughs) from happening any further. It's not really clear why. It just suddenly is okay for her to be there. Yeah. But she wrangles them all and gets them to all bring their mattresses out into the living room and sleep there instead. Although, she said she was going to go get the brother and then doesn't. Like, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it was just her and the two sisters there. No, he was on the couch in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He never he never says anything. They never focus the camera on him. He's just like <laughs> creeping in the back. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all hanging out in the living room, sleeping there. Um, her sister asks her a little bit about like what the fuck is going on. And she just is right away like, well, there was a ghost in your room. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> maybe you don't say that to a six-year-old. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe ease her into it a little bit. Yeah, just say, you know, like, oh, I just, I heard something and I'm a little scared. Or, like, just something. Some lie yeah. that isn't, like, there's a fucking ghost that's trying to yeah. kill you. <laughs> and it was choking you. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically wants Oh, you. my God. Ugh. So terrible. So Veronica wakes up to a voice saying her name in the middle of the night. Again, this is a repeated issue that pops up a lot throughout this movie. So she's trying to, like, investigate what's going on in the house. And she thinks that the that this shadowy thing is coming uh, through the door to get them. But it's just her mom coming home. 
<laughs> Which I, I figured was what was going to happen, but... Yeah. I mean, she's also a shadowy figure that may or may not be there, so... I mean, that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that the mom got pissed off that Veronica was telling these kids ghost stories. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I would be pretty mad about that, too. <laughs> I also love that Veronica turned the... Turned the the corkscrew into mm-hmm. like a cross. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else. She uh, she works with what she's got. She does. I gotta appreciate that. She does end up going back to bed in her in her room. She has a dream that her sisters come in and start eating her. Which holy shit, that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was basically like we just decided to start watching Raw again. Again, I was not yeah. prepared again. For that. <laughs> That movie's haunting me, I tell you. Oh, Jesus. So I was under the impression that when she woke up, she had started her period. Do you think that's true? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We also find out that the brother says that he was visited by their dad that night and that he's coming back again tonight to huh. take him. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not your dad, little boy. Oh. <laughs> and and she even tells him, like, don't listen to anything he says. Like, if you see him yeah. again, just call for me. Yeah. And this is also where we find the burn marks, these black markings or whatever under the mattresses that kind of look like body outlines, I guess. Yeah. Gross. Super gross. Watch those mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that she, that her solution is like, well, I got to go talk to Sister Death because she's the only one that fucking knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> And this is where we find out that they did the seance wrong, basically. Um, You have to do right what you did wrong, and you should never end a seance without saying goodbye to whoever or whatever you're communicating with. Because that's rude. It's rude as shit. Yeah. (laughs) And it stays with you to fuck up your life. Yeah. Ghosts are all about, you know, being polite. That's right. You get those pleasantries, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) So she wants to try and do another seance and end it correctly, but Poodle Hair and DJ Tanner are being total <laughs> dickholes. And they're too busy trying to get pregnant. I mean, at 15. pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. We all know how that well, story ends for them. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will mention, though, is that when Veronica, the way she approaches the situation, right, she arrives at the party and she just start, his, starts hysterically screaming like, we did it wrong! And uh-huh. I'm like, calm down, breathe, yeah. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> and try to explain to them what's going on. <laughs> maybe you don't just automatically assume that everyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But just like you don't jump directly into telling your siblings that there's a ghost in the house. <laughs> That's to trying to from, kill them. <laughs> yeah, give them a little bit of context. They're like, we, we did it wrong! It's like, okay, take a step back. (laughs) Walk me through what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she really doesn't handle that situation very well. Yeah. But this is also where Poodle Hair tells her that at the end of the seance, when they did it the first time, that uh, Veronica was going to die today. Yeah, that's that's what she was whispering. Yeah, and it's like, you didn't think that this was maybe important information to share? (laughs) No. What the fuck kind of friend is that? Like, fuck you. It's a bitch. God damn it. And then, like, (laughs) on top of that, knowing that she knew that the whole time and decided to ignore her best friend, who is apparently going to die in a matter of days. Like, what the shit? Worst friend ever. Worst friend ever. If a ghost ever told me that, I would would let you know. Just FYI. (laughs) I would do the same for you. Thank you. I might be scared shitless, but I would at least tell you, like, hey, um, remember that thing we did where we kind of fucked up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you should Just know. Just You said you were going to die, so... You might yeah. want to get that looked at. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like that scene where she is walking home from Poodle Hair's house, and everybody else is moving backwards as she's walking forwards. Yeah. And then she passes herself on the street, yeah. which was really... But- kind of weird yeah but then they never like exchange looks when she tries to look the other one looks the other way right yeah i i did think that that was pretty well done that was pretty cool yeah yeah there was also that scene one of her dream sequences where she woke up in bed and just like the the angle of the camera is at such a way where it looks like she's standing but she's in bed and she just like literally walks right out of bed you know, yeah, I forget yeah. where I forget where in the movie that ha- that happened, but I thought that was a really cool shot. As that, well. was, that was towards the end. Okay, 
I believe, yeah. Um, so anyway, so she decides she's going to try and fix this seance shit with, by herself with the help of her younger siblings, which is such a bad fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. You know, we should definitely put some six-year-olds on this. It'll make it yeah. better. And, uh, what's, how old is that boy? Like, maybe three? Oh my god, and she tells him to draw these symbols, but doesn't, <laughs> like, only give him the one symbol he's supposed to fucking draw? <laughs> what the shit?! <laughs> And he ends up drawing the symbol for, like, invoking yeah. the spirit. As opposed to protecting. Like, well, there you go. You're fucked. It's like, your, your brother's, like, three, and he has all the visual problems. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that, God, like, that was so dumb. It's like, your brother's a little bit cross-eyed with... <laughs> with the thickest Coke bottle glasses. Thickest glasses, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I was like, why would you not just rip out the one page you want him to draw? Yeah, but you yeah. know, you give him the whole fucking book and say, draw some symbols. <laughs> You'll figure it out, small child. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Just look at them and pick the one you like the most. Oh my god. Dumb. <laughs> I, ugh, I was so irritated. <sighs> so, uh, so they decide to do the seance. And I love how when they're starting, the boy runs to be a part of yeah. it. He was so cute. He just, wants to, he just wants to participate, Roberto. He just wants to help. <laughs> so she tries to say goodbye, and that's not really working. So then they decide to do, they sing the commercial jingle about hairspray uh, to try and get the spirit to go away. And they get all yeah. of these creepy-ass noises as everything's going on. Yeah. I mean, if it was a spirit of poodle hair, it probably would have driven her away. <laughs> Like, no, I got too much hairspray. Yeah, not my mortal enemy. <laughs> not something that can control the volume of my hair. Uh-huh. Oh, so that little cup, the little plastic shot glass, plastic, the glass shot glass thing that they're using to do the seance. I'm not sure why this is a thing, but apparently it is. Um, starts to roll out of the room, so she follows it into her bedroom where there's a big shadow mon- uh, mark on the bottom of her mattress, and this, like, monster hand jumps out and, like, tries to pull her into the mattress dimension. Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, so it's so soft something. and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this wouldn't happen if she had a Tempur-Pedic. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is why coils of springs are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to call the police... And the brother gets taken by some creepy shadow hand, and she runs around the house trying to find him, uh, finds him just sitting in the corner in the bathroom like a fucking creepy little kid. <laughs> just, like, chilling, right? Like, not yeah. moving, not saying anything, not even not bothered. Yeah, I'm like, this is not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so she grabs him, then she has to go find her sisters, who are for some reason hiding in their bedroom. I don't know why. But they all run out of the house, and once she gets to the front door with her sister, she realizes that she doesn't actually have her brother with her. <laughs> it would have been funny if she had, like, a bag of flowers. <laughs> I was really hoping for that. Mildly inconvenient. <laughs> and the ghost is just like, ha! Ah. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> it's like a bag of flour with glasses. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, she runs back into the house to try and find him. She gets attacked by this shadow monster thingy in the bathroom, like smashes her head on the mirror. So she picks up this shard of glass. I don't know what the fuck she thinks she's going to do with it. But this is where I was like, oh, God, she's going to go kill this little boy. And it's going to be fucking horrible. And I'm not ready for that. <laughs> So she finds her brother hiding in her closet, and he's just repeating her name over and over and over again. And then she realizes that she's the monster, like she's possessed by whatever this thing is. So he only sees her as this monster thing. So she tries to kill herself. Doesn't work. But it doesn't work. Instead, the monster, like, bends her over backwards (laughs) and shoves its hand down her throat. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I, d- I okay. don't understand why. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I think they realized that she could unhinge her jaw. They're like, why not? When I, else are we going to have the, we you know, need the chance to, to do this? Yeah, we need to to just really utilize that potential. <laughs> yeah. 
so the police come in and they find her in this sort of unnaturally bent backward state, which is why they were so like horrified, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They've never seen someone do yoga before. <laughs> <laughs> She's just very well balanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, Totally was expecting, like, okay, so she's going to slit her throat right as the police walk in, and that's why they're like, oh my god, how fucking horrible. Yeah. No, she's just, like, doing large mouth thing while leaning backwards. <laughs> yeah. And then she faints. And then she faints. And we find out later that she dies in the hospital. And it kind of ends with just the detective... Oh, so we get this really short scene where the detective finds a picture of her in the house... And the, her face, like, burns away. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, ooh, does this mean the detective's now going to be haunted by whatever's going on? No, it does not. It does not no. mean that at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just have the special effect and they use it. I guess. Yeah. So it ends with the detective writing up his report, and that's kind of where they try to imply that this is where the the movie was based off of. Yeah. Loosely. Loose, yeah, very loosely. <laughs> I also, at first, when they were showing the crime scene pictures, I was like, oh, is, are these, like, the actual photos from the house? No. It's no. photos of the fucking set pieces. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, movie. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's that's the end of the movie. That's, that's how Veronica. it all wraps up. So what are your final thoughts on this, Roberto? Mm. So I like the movie. Yeah. I, I think I would recommend it to people. I think it's pretty creepy. The characters, again, like I mentioned before, are very likable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting to see these kids kind of facing these demons without any parental help or parental guidance, um, yeah. which I think makes it a little creepier. I wouldn't necessarily say it's extremely scary. I mean, there are definitely scenes that are kind of creepy, but... You know, there's a lot of CGI and a lot of cliche elements that kind of take away from it. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I, I like calling movies like this um, harmless movies. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is like, they're good movies. They don't break any new ground. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I would definitely recommend it to you because it's a good movie, but don't expect it to be anything new or wow. Yeah. So that's kind of how how I see this movie. But I think it's a good movie. I think it's well-made, well-directed, good acting. Uh, the story's interesting, mm-hmm. although we've seen it a million times before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's a really good way of describing this film as harmless, because you're right. It doesn't really show or do anything new or unique that hasn't really been done about a bajillion times already by this point. Yeah. And just because they try to say that this is from 1991, the fact of the matter is you still made it in 2017 and you know better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what's already been done. You can try to try it. You can at least attempt to do something a little different. But yeah. Yeah. um, But I think you're right. There's some there's some interesting stylistic choices that I I did enjoy. Like I said, I think some of the cinematography aspects were really interesting. I like a lot of the shots that they chose to work with. But I don't really watch a horror movie because I enjoy the shot design. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess to be fair, I don't really watch a lot of horror movies anyway, but, but I do feel like this type of story is a little tired, a little played out. Definitely. So yeah. So in that respect, it's like, yeah, you're not really going to get anything spectacularly different or new from this, but overall still enjoyable, still pretty unsettling and creepy. And I think a lot of that is because of how endearing the kids are throughout that entire film yeah so you know it makes it easy to want them to be okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean i i'm with you i i would probably suggest it but i don't know that i would sell it as like this really amazingly scary terrifying movie yep agree completely agree so. yep so that's it so yeah. yeah twitter i think you may have overact overreacted a little bit Wait, Twitter overreact about something? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely I feel like people were a little too anxious to dub that this was like some amazing horror movie. I, I And I don't really understand why, like, yeah. what it was about this movie that got people all jazzed, but... Eh. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if, like, has it been a while since we've had, like, a... Possession movie like this? I'm trying to think. It doesn't... I I mean, not really. It's it's not like if the teenagers of today haven't 
heard of all these other million movies like The Conjuring, Exorcism of Emily Rose, Exorcist, and all these thousands of movies that are dealing with the same subject. For sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot of options out there. So it's not like this is coming, you know, 20 years after the last time we've ever done a um, a possession movie of any kind. Yeah. So I think I think the one thing that this one does differently, and I think it's something we all can appreciate, is that it doesn't deal with the idea or show anything of like um, adults kind of intervening, mm-hmm. like you know, either with an exorcism or trying to find help for their kid or anything like that. Like they really just throw the children into the situation, yeah. and they pretty much just leave them completely helpless in the situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I I do think that, um, again, that element, that endearment that you have to these kids is what makes this movie that much more scary. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that that's not really enough for me to be like, well, I was terrified the whole time. It's like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I was concerned for the kids, sure. But. Yeah. But we've seen it. We've seen it many times. Mm -hmm. Well, I did not choose any sort of game for us to play. It feels a little weird to do Desert Island because these are all children. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like, know. I want, the, gonna... I, want the, uh, I want the ugly kid to die. <laughs> Although I think we can agree we want Poodle Hair to die. Yeah, she was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, you know, I guess we could do five words summary, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm also okay if we don't yeah. want to play any game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. If uh, if you're good, then we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. All right. Buy your hairspray. It'll ward off the ghosts. It'll give you more time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It'll really just improve your life overall. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. If you like the show, you can also follow us on Facebook at How We Netflix to see what movies we'll be watching next. Let us know your thoughts on the film or make suggestions on what you'd like us to review. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. All right, are you ready? You ready to dive into this? Put some her spray on and get it on. Uh, All right, we're going to travel back to the 90s. I need to get some angst in me. All right.